Prince Hanley coming to you today with 100,000 watts of pure, healing, miracle-working love. I want to talk to you today about how to commit murder or the tongue and the Titanic. I used to live on my boat. It had excellent turning capabilities. Generally, the rudder area of a ship should be 170th of the size of the hull. And there is a formula used by naval architects to calculate the area of a ship's rudder. My friend, words determine direction. Just like the rudder of a ship guides it through the waters, it determines the ship's directions. And it's the same way with your rudder, your tongue. It guides your life and it determines the direction you travel. Plus, it determines in great extent what comes into your life because you're passing through those charted areas that you predetermined by your speech. As a student of coastal navigation, I learned to chart my sailing trips. And in the same way, you and I are charting our future, as well as the present, by what comes out of our mouth. The rudder of a ship is small compared to the overall size of the vessel. However, it turns the vessel wherever the captain of the ship determines. Our brother James tells us, look also at ships. Although they're so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. You can read that in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 4, in the great Hadashah, the New Testament. King Solomon said, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You can read that in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 in the Tanakh, the Hebrew Scriptures. Death words discourage. They are destructive and debilitating. They impair one's strength, and they make weak or feeble. On the other hand, life words encourage. They minister hope and potential. They provide encouragement and a reason for continued perseverance. If you want to win in life, make a decision to live and help others to do the same with your words. Your words influence direction for you and for others. It's been said that a person has two voices, one they use at home and the one they use with others. Let me give you an example. Do you speak to your rabbi or pastor the same way you speak to your spouse or your children at home? Synagogue and church gossipers can hurt others with their words. Here's another example. Did you see what Melanie wore last week? She had 20 pounds of sugar in a 5-pound sack. And did you notice her tattoo? Yes, my friend, start listening to your words. April 14th and 15th in 1912, the British luxury passenger liner Titanic sank en route to New York City from Southampton, England during its maiden voyage. The vessel sank with a loss of about 1,500 lives. Its rudder directed it into an iceberg. Words are like fire. Words not only determine direction, but words are like fire. Our beloved brother James, comparing the tongue to a ship's rudder, also tells us, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? You can read that in the book of James chapter 3 verse 5. Many times I've seen where thousands of acres of beautiful forest land have been destroyed by a small campfire. The word used for fire in the original Greek language is the word pur, and it means more than just regular fire. It means lightning, like a lightning storm. Your words have the power to burn people. 
In Psalm 52.2, King David shares, Your tongue devises destruction, like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. In the Guinness Book of World Records, and it's confirmed by GPS, Greg Harrison of the UK's Household Cavalry killed two Taliban insurgents from a distance of 2,474 meters. That's about one and a half miles. It's actually 8,120 feet. He did that in November of 2009. It took the 8.59 millimeter rounds almost three seconds to hit their targets. A third shot took out the insurgent's machine gun. I mentioned this sniper kill record to let you know that your words can kill worldwide. They have distance. Fire can hurt other than through your tongue. It can hurt people through your fingertips. For example, through email or social media. My friend, our words must be guarded. Benjamin Franklin said, slip of the foot, you can recover. Slip of the tongue, you may never recover. James also tells us, for every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. You can read that in the book of James, chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, if the tongue cannot be tamed, why are you teaching on this? My answer is because we can learn to discipline ourselves. That's why James said that if we don't stumble in our words, we are mature and able to bridle the whole body. A bridle directs a horse like a rudder directs a ship, like a tongue directs a life. Monitoring your words may seem difficult at first, but it will help you to progress in right living. Learn to speak well of others, even if they don't speak well of you. Because number one, slander issues out of demonic worldly wisdom. And number two, God is the judge. I recommend you study my teaching called Don't Let the Little Dogs Bother You. It concerns how to shake off liars and gossips. And it will help you to greatly see the inner workings of such evil in gossip and lying. Here are some keys to help you guard your words. Number one, learn not to speak rashly. Zip your lips. Number two, pick your battles. Know when to hold them and when to fold them. There are some times in life when you do need to speak up. Number three, speak life. Be a minister of the sanctuary. Number four, sleep on it. Even your emails. In the morning, you may get up and say, boy, I'm glad I didn't do that. Now, we talked about words determining direction and that words are like fire, and that words must be guarded. But let me add another very important principle. Words go out into eternity. For several years during the early 1970s, I lived a few blocks from Richard and Karen Carpenter. The singing group, The Carpenters, had several gold labels. One of my favorite songs they recorded was, We've Only Just Begun. I just listened to that over and over again last night. We've only just begun to live White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way We've only begun Before the rising sun We fly 
We had a mutual friend, Jim White, who owned a stationery store where Karen Carpenter and I used to do business. And by God's grace, I led the owner of that store to Christ at the counter one day, and he became a wonderful Christian. Karen died at the age of 33 of heart failure caused by anorexia nervosa in the city of Downey in the Los Angeles area, where I still have one of my offices. She had struggled for eight years with chronic anorexia. Karen had been down to 79 pounds in weight and started back up to about 110, but died one year later. Now, what most people don't know is this. A radio personality one time referred to Karen as Richard's chubby little sister. My friend, those words went out into eternity with Karen. Be careful what you say. Words determine direction. They're like fire, and they must be guarded. Words go out into eternity with blessing or cursing, with life or death. My brothers and sisters, choose life. The judge is at the door. I want you to be able to stand at the door with the judge one day with eternal rewards of blessing and life. Start today. Monitor your words and speak life to yourself, to others, and chart your course. In the holy name of Mashiach Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah of Israel. This has been your friend, Prince Hanley, coming to you with 100,000 watts of pure healing, miracle-working love. Baruch Abba Bashim Adonai.